0: What differentiates you from anyone else that we could put in your job? So with the team that you lead or the department or the business unit or the division that you oversee, what do you do that if we were to let go of you and replace you with somebody else? what, what, what would we lose? Like, what do you, what's the value that's unique to you? Can you describe that? Do you know exactly what it is? Can you immediately list out? When I ask you that question, can you immediately list out three or four things you all, this is critical to growing your career, to being able to articulate to anyone that's hiring or promoting and the customer, What is unique about you? Let's talk about that in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. It is crazy to me how many people think they should be promoted or given opportunity to grow their careers just because they've been here. Like, like it's almost like you know, um, being rewarded for good behavior at prison or something. Like, hey, do you know I've been here for ten years, so maybe you should let me outside of my <laughs> my cell a little bit more often. Anyway, I want to dig into this because it's such a critical thing to understand as you're trying to grow your career. And if you own the company, for those of you that are the business owner, this applies really well to the people that you're considering promoting and also your customer. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living and man, do I love doing it. Co- coaching and consulting senior executives of some of the world's largest companies. You can see who we're working with and watch some videos and, and kind of see our approach to the organizations that we work with by going to LoneRockConsulting.com. If you want to transform your ability to lead others, we'd love to have you or one of your high potentials or a direct report or your whole leadership team go through Lead in 30. It's the future of leadership development. Events never lead to traction, courses and learning, man, learning systems. They're lonely and boring. This is the future of leadership development. We've created it and you can see it at leadin30.com. Okay, so back when I was in the media business, I would and I was a young up and coming reporter working at various news outlets, and um, w- one of the things that happens is every morning in a newsroom, this is true in newspapers and uh, those exist, right? I, I, like we need to change the name of those. Like the New York Times, is that really a newspaper? They're making most of their money, I would assume by now, off of their online presence or Washington Post or whomever it might be. Anyway, w- whether it's a newspaper or a uh, an all news radio station or a uh, television station or whatever it is, anybody or or a website, um, wh- whoever it is, it's covering news every day. Uh, and and the same thing, by the way, is true in in the world of sports or whatever it might be. There is a meeting that happens every morning. And in most newsrooms, it's typically at nine am, nine a m local time, editors, producers, reporters. Different executives meet. They huddle. There's a group that huddles, and they talk about everything that's going on in the world, or in their community, or w- whatever the group, the area is that they cover. They talk about it, and then they, they start piecing together, putting together the plan for what they're going to cover that day. Okay, this is this is probably the biggest story today, or that is, or what do we need to, what do we need to be covering? What what is the audience interested in? And so people throw out ideas. And and they huddle and then they start making assignments. Who's gonna cover what? And if you're a uh, and if you're a, an ambitious reporter working for ESPN or working for NBC Nightly News or working for CNN or working for the New York Times, you want to be on the front page. You want to be the lead reporter at 10 o'clock or a, 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 the, the biggest story that you want yourself attached to it. You do not want to be covering or assigned to the story that's buried on the website that no one's going to see, or that let's go back. I don't even know if anybody watches TV news anymore. And if you do, can somebody please explain to me why? But anyway, um, it, it, let's go with the, like the 10 or 11 o'clock news model, which, used to be the way that we consume news um, decades ago. And so you don't want to be the reporter whose story airs. It, you know, if the newscast goes from 10 to 10.30 10 p.m., you don't want your story at 10.27. Like nobody's watching at that point. You want to be in the you want to either be the lead story or you want to be on in the first two or three minutes because then you've got visibility and you're growing your career and you're growing your name and you just your stock is rising. I'm going to apply this to leadership. You all, this is not a podcast about the news business, but I need to give you this background to kind of paint the picture so you understand why I'm talking about this. So when I was a young reporter, I would throw out ideas and I wanted to, I wanted to create a, a, um, a belief in the newsroom management that I was, I was the reporter they wanted to assign the biggest story of the day to. So when they were looking at, hey, we've got this big news event happening, we want Russ on it. And, and because that meant that um, I was, I, it, my, my value to the organization went up, it meant that I was gonna be one of the higher paid reporters, it meant when something really cool happens somewhere in the world, like when I got sent to go cover the tsunami in Indonesia, it means I got to go because they knew that they could put me on a plane with no, no real idea of how I was going to get to Banda Aceh on the northern tip of the Sumatra Island in, in Indonesia, where 150,000 people, 100, somewhere between 125,000 and 150,000 people died, like ground zero of the 2005 tsunami. So they would send me if I, to cover something like that, which is why I got in the news business to have experiences and be on the front lines of history and be able to see those things and report on them. Anyway. So I needed to create a belief in the newsroom managers that I was one of, if not their best reporter. Well, how did I do that? So I started thinking about, well, how would they define me? Like if they were to stack me up against the other reporters, what's different about me? Can I describe that? Do I know? Or am I just like everyone else? I'm just a clone of all the other reporters. What makes me unique? And so I went to work on that. Well, I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be that and I do this better than anyone else and I do that. I've got to differentiate myself. Otherwise, I am a commodity. My value inside this organization is minimal and there's no growth for my compensation or my value or new opportunities because I'm lost in the minutia of mediocrity, right? So I've got to differentiate myself. So let's talk about leadership. In your role or leading a team, or maybe you're not, maybe you're a leader, but you don't have direct reports. Maybe you want to be promoted. Maybe you want to be on bigger accounts. Maybe you want to be elevated to lead a bigger team. Well, why? What's unique about you? And you cannot, do not rely on longevity. (laughs) Like don't pull the prisoner excuse. Well, I've done, you know, I've done time. I've been at this company for 15 years. I don't care. I don't care. Like, that's cool. I mean, I do care. I'm, being, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but you understand what I mean, right? Like, the fact that you've hung around for a while is cool, and that's valuable, and that means you know the nuances of our culture, but part of that's actually a negative because you know the way we've always done it. And so I kind of like the fresh blood. The new ideas, the person who just got here, the person who came from the competitor or the disruptor, or comes from a different industry and sees things totally differently. Like they've got a unique perspective. I've got 40 people like you that have been here 10 years or two years or whatever else. So if you want to grow your career, if you want to be given opportunities to grow and to make more money and to uh, to have unique opportunities you've got to differentiate yourself and if you can't define it how in the world would your boss or anybody be able to define it in other words if when i say when i ask you that question and i pose that and i'm thinking about it out loud here what differentiates your, you from others If you can, off the tip of your tongue, hit me with three bullet points. Well, it's this, Russ. And it's that, and it's that. Don't give me a narrative that's five minutes long. Don't give me a paragraph. Don't tell me a story. Give me three succinct statements. I am this, I am that, and I am that. That is totally unique to me. If you assign me to the account, you're going to get this. Where if you assign others, you're not going to get that. You're going to get this other thing. You tracking with me on this? How good is this? You guys, this is really, really important. You got to be able to differentiate yourself just like a product, right? If you're the better thing, nobody's really interested in buying from you. And I get sucked into this trap all the time, especially as an entrepreneur now or business owner, where we're creating services and products and we're marketing them. I can't, I can't, I found myself normally going out, or it's natural for me to go out and think, oh, well, we need to say we're better than the rest at this. Well, nobody buys the better. They buy what's different. And the same is true about people. I want some, I want, what is unique about you? And if you can't describe it, then you need to. And so let me, let me give you a couple things and then I'll wrap up here. So if you're, if you're, as I say this stuff, if you're thinking, man, Russ, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not sure or I'm new to this company or new to this industry or new to this position and I'm not sure. Okay, well, go figure out who's getting promoted. Go figure out and watch, observe the people who are a level up from you and two or three levels up or who are crushing it on the dashboard. And then you need to be able to describe what they do. Remember, I talked about this like 10 or 15 episodes ago, like hacking what other people do, breaking it down and looking at them. Um, and I did a whole episode on that. I got a ton of direct messages about it from people who found a ton of value in that. Um, and, and this is a similar topic. And, and so you, you want to go look at, OK, the guy or gal who's at the top of the dashboard, if I'm a salesperson, what do they do? Like, let me observe them in meetings. Let me go out and do sales calls with them. Let me ask other people. Let me ask my boss. Let me ask others. What's unique about him? What makes her so good? What do you think? You can do this casually. And then you're taking notes. Oh, these are the statements they said. He is that. She does this. Okay, that's interesting. Do I do that? Now I've got some metrics or I've got a framework uh, something to measure myself against because I'm looking at either who's at the top of the dashboard or I'm looking at who's who's promoted two levels up from me or who did they just elevate and why did they elevate them? What uh, Can I describe what they do uniquely and different and whatever else? And then let me measure myself against those metrics or those statements, right? That's how you start to lay this out. And so you, you make observations of on your own, but you don't rely on that because there may be something you're missing. And so it's really critical, it's super critical to ask other people, especially those more senior in the organization, or those who um, are making those promotion decisions or giving assigning accounts. Just ask them what what do you really like about Lisa? Like you know what I I just really admire Tom. What do you see in Tom? Like what makes him unique? Or why do you think he's delivering double the revenue of the closest you know, the the next person on the on the sales team? Or why do you think that um Walter or Wanda got promoted to that position? Like what what do you think is really unique about them? And I'm just asking and I'm observing and I'm taking notes and and so now I'm building kind of my benchmark or I'm building my description. Of the people who are successful in this industry, this company, or whatever else, and I'm comparing that against my own observations, and I, so I'm building out. It's these three, four, five things, and then how do I stack up against that? If you cannot differentiate yourself, there's no reason for anyone to help you, to to be interested in your, in elevating you, and promoting you, and giving you new opportunity. This is a, this is something that. Over the years, as I have led teams, this is something that in my observation, my opinion, you may feel totally different about it, that so few other people get. Let me give you one last example, then I'll shut up. Um, and, you know, when I when I would put people on the air, when I was um, hiring talk show hosts on sports talk stations or news talk stations, um, you know, a decade or two ago uh, – a decade ago um, – I, I could describe for you what made that host unique. Why did I want to put that person in one of our biggest time slots, biggest revenue? It's because he or she, they did this. This was really unique about them. It was unique to their brand. And so it's the same thing. Can, that, can you describe that? Or are you walking around just going, I'm good. Like, I'm best at it. Oh, well, how are you different? What's unique about you? Oh, be, uh, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> you better know. Okay, so I, uh, I, hope, I hope you got the uh, point. So I've given you a few things to think about and a few things to go do. And if, if you are the manager interested in promoting others, you just do this. You reverse engineer it. You think, okay, what do I need? What, and what are the three or four descriptors I need for somebody in this position or on my leadership team? What's really critical for, for um, the next person I elevate on my team or whatever it looks like? And you, you define that, and then you go find that person. You look at your current talent inside the organization. Who do I have that does this, that measures up in these three or four things? Some of it might be tactical, strategic, like skill set, and some of it might be cultural fit how they think, their mindset, right? It's gotta be both of those. So I define that, and then I evaluate talent internally because I wanna promote somebody from within if I can, and then I then I evaluate external talent, and I make my decision. That's how you do it. This is the same thing customers do. Why would I buy your product? Which is another episode. Because everything I'm talking about here is about brand. Your personal brand, what makes you unique, and and it's the same thing for your product, or your service. Can your customers describe like top of mind? Yep. The reason we chose them is boom, boom, boom. What are those? Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. What are what are those those things? We if we can't describe it, how in the world do we expect clients or customers to grasp that and choose us? All right. If you found value in this episode, by the way, I was listening to some podcast, a a new like a couple of new podcast episodes today because I was doing some research on something for our company. I need to hire. We need to hire um, something. It's a we need to hire a firm that can help us with one particular area. And um, it's a kind of in the marketing space. And so I, I was doing research on a couple of companies. And so I was listening to a few of their executives. I, I searched a podcast app to see if they had done any interviews. And yep, they had. And so I was listening as I was out and about today to uh, to some of these executives talking and getting a sense of, of who we, we probably want to hire. And one of the things that, uh, that that did in one of the in one of the podcasts that I listened to was they shared reviews, which I thought was way cool. Hey, Linda... I uh, just wrote this review on Apple podcast about about our show and Tom just wrote this on whatever. I think I'm going to start doing that. I don't want to do a lot of it because I know I bore the crap out of some of you. But if you haven't left a review yet for this podcast, please do that. I think I'm going to start. Maybe I'll just sprinkle in like it'll take 10 seconds, just one or two reviews, just feedback um, things that you're saying. And so if you haven't left a review, that's really valuable. Cause I mean, you know how you use reviews when you're checking out a product, right? People do that too, when they're looking at podcasts and I have sucked in asking the audience over the last four years to, to leave reviews. So it would be very meaningful to me if you did give some guidance. If you think, if you think the, uh, this, this podcast sucks, Well, yeah, then don't leave a review. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, say why it sucks or what could be better about it. If you find tons of value, then just take, I mean, it literally takes 10 seconds, you all. You just click however many stars or whatever the rating is in your podcast app, and then you just type a sentence on your phone. That would be very meaningful to me. So leave a review, and if you find value in this as well, make sure you tap on follow, add, subscribe so you can get the two new episodes that we put out every week. Thanks so much. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast.